Okay, good evening, Rabbi Sai. Baruch Ma'abayim. Welcome to uh, our share tonight on Parshas Vayeshev. We'll speak about Hanukkah as well. And the tonight's share is sponsored by our dear friend, Rabbi Yaakov Grant of Edgeware, London. So we're Mavarich, Rabbi Yaakov. You should have Baruch HaVatzlacha, Simcha Sanachas, Parnas V'Ravach, Bimali Hashem, Kol Meshalois, Libacha Litoiva. Now, um, we're very excited to announce that the Shurim are available on TorahAnyTime.com, on podcast, on Shas Illuminated, and um, on the OU website as well. Now, we're going to um, focus on the following little episode in the Parsha. We spoke out in Mahalach on Monday, and we're going to uh, uh, pursue and try to uncover and discover a new aspect and a new element of Parshas Vayeshev. Now, Parshas Vayeshev seems to be somewhat of a streamlined story. You have a man by the name of Yosef, Joseph, and uh, his father makes him the uh, technicolor dream coat. He makes him the Ksenes Pasim, and Yosef is the envy of his brothers, and they hate him, and they tell him as much, and Rashi says that's to their credit. Because if you don't like someone, you should tell them. Don't keep it buried inside. And uh, they want to kill him. And then they decide to do him a favor. They're going to throw him into a pit of snakes and scorpions. And uh, it says, The Habar Reik ain't by Mayim. But the next tri- trap is a Zarka. Zarka is like a snake. That's how you know there are snakes inside. And so in Yosef, they decide they're going to sell him to Yishmaelim, to Midyonim, to Soicharim. And they're carrying beautiful scented things. And then if I was writing the story, I would continue. So Joseph goes down to Mitzrayim and he's successful. And uh, Potiphar's wife, she makes an advance to Yosef and she accuses Yosef and Yosef runs away and he gets thrown into jail. And that I would call, then call it a day, that would be Parshas Vayeshev. However, in the middle of the Parsha, as if it would be some kind of uh, national uh, programming where people's attention span is not that uh, long, it, the Torah digresses in the middle of the sale of Yosef to say, by the way, let's, you know, we're going to remove the spotlight from this uh, character, and now let's shine it on him. By the way, Yehuda went down, and he had a friend in Adulami, and he married a lady named... Shua. Good. Shua. And he had two sons, Aaron Oynon, and the third son, Shela, and Aaron Oynon, they misbehaved, and Aaron and Oynon die, and Yehuda did not want Tamar to do Yibam to um, Shela to do Yibam to Tamar, because Tamar, at least according to some opinions, the Katlanists already, you know, once you knocked off two people, uh, there are Shitas, you're a Katlanist. So Yehuda's prolonging and procrastinating. By the way, for those learning Masech the Yavamas, the Rashi Tevois of the opening words of Parshas Vayeshev, Vayeshev, Yaakov, Be'eretz, Magure, Yibum, because this is the Parsha of Yibum, says the Ben La'ashri. And uh, Yehuda procrastinates, but she, she's Mesavet to have children from Yehuda, so she dresses up like a Zoyna. And the Chazal say Yehuda tried to resist, and Hashem sent the Malach, that is Mamuna, on Taiva, and pushed Yehuda into it, and uh, sure enough, three months later, or, or thereabout, 
she's expecting, and Yehuda says what he means, she's the granddaughter of shame, she's a Baskoyin, we gotta burn her, and as she's being taken out to be burnt, she said, uh, Yehuda, you recognize these items? These were, these were Yehuda's uh, guarantors that he would pay her for her services, and she, Yehuda utters the famous words, Mimeni, and uh, they have two kids. Who are the two kids? Peretz and Zarach. Oh, by the way, now you got that story? Okay, Yosef's back down to Mitzrayim. And what happens to Yosef? Why does the Torah interrupt the regularly scheduled broadcast of the story of Yosef with the episode of Yehuda and Tamar? On Monday, we said an amazing shot from the Shla. And I tell you the truth, yesterday was quite busy. And it was 11 o'clock at night, and I still did not know what the shear would be on. That was the first. And the whole night, I was having Chalisha's Hadas. What am I going to get shear on? And luckily, the heavens woke me up at 5 a.m., and the following idea hit me. Um, and it seems to be very simple. Why this uh, little episode is uh, interjected in all the parsha? Because the Gemara Megillah tells us a very famous principle. It says, and people want to know, why is every shir I give about Purim? Why not? It should be about Tisha B'Av. Purim is always, you know, Purim is always a good topic to segue into. So the Gemara Megillah says, Achar Hadvarim Ha'ila, after these words, Achar Hadvarim Ha'ila Gidal Hamelech Achashveroish It's almost Purim, by the way, you know that? Basically, after after uh, Hanukkah, you have I don't know less than six weeks to Tu B'Shvat, and then it's uh, four weeks to Purim, and then you're good. Then we're, and then you have to start cleaning for Pesach. So we're almost there. Almost the year of the right. Okay. So so uh, speaking about the pandemic, let's talk about the pandemic a little bit. So the pandemic started in Huan or in Italy or in Wherever it starts, Machlekes Hashaitan, where exactly the pandemic began. And the, we're still waiting the vaccine. We're still waiting the refuah. So the Gemara Megillah says that, why does it say the Rebun Shalom brought Haman after these matters? Obviously it happened after whatever we said. So Amar Rava, after the Rebun Shalom created the refuah to the Makkah, after Hashem put Esther in power, the Jewish people have an advocate in the base Hamelech, and everything is set into place to be able to bring the salvation. So then Hashem brings the Makkah. The Amar Lakish Ein Hakadosh Baruch Hu Makkah Es Yisrael Elam Kein Baruch Hem God does not smite the Jewish people until He first creates the remedy. Shenemar Kerifi Li Yisrael Venigla Avoyin Ephraim. However, by the nations of the world, it's not so. First, God smites them, and then He figures out how to cure them. So that's why, after God put uh, Esther into power, then and only then He brought Haman to the scene. In the words, Achar Hadvarim Ha'ela. The Gemara says, Achar Mai. After God created the Refua of Esther, only then did Hashem bring Haman to power. In other words, not until Esther was in the... Paragimel. Right, exactly. So, Paragimel of the book of Esther. Yeah, Megillah says. Now, 
comes the stipend because Reb Chaim asks, what's the nafkamina? The refuah comes when the refuah comes. What difference does it make if the refuah comes before the maka? Either way, you're not getting it. <laughs> so you get it when you get it. So what difference does it make if it existed before or existed after? So the stipler going deals with this question. And he says that the main ramification of this concept that Hashem brings refuah to the maka is a person's psychological wherewithal to be able to deal with the challenge. Why? Because for the most part, what makes a challenge in life difficult, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's family, whether it's personal, is a feeling of hopelessness that this problem, there is no way out. There's certain things in life that there's no way out of the problem. I'm never going to get. I'm never going to be cured. I'm never going to be helped. I'm never going to be secure. I'm never... Shiduchim, chenachabanim, whatever it is. However, that leads to what we call a four-letter word, which we don't like to say. It's called yush. person feels despondent, helplessness, and then you're deflated and you lose energy because you think in this area in life, it is hopeless. However, when we recognize that... For a yid, there's no such thing as a hopeless situation because every problem, the refuah was already created before God brought the problem to be. The refuah always existed to begin with. The remedy was created. The solution was created. Just, just, Hashem didn't allow, doesn't allow us to see it yet or to access it or to recognize. So what we need to do is we need to pray, we need to learn Torah, do mitzvahs, and be mitzapeh that that's Yeshua Hashem, Keharaf Why? Because Yeshua is already there. We just have to be Zoichat to see it. Case in point is um, on the back of the Rav Meir Balhanes Tzedakah Pushkas, they have this, they quote this Pasuk, but it's not really what the Pasuk says. You know the episode? Uh, Abraham, uh, Sarah tells Abraham, Abraham, get your kid out of the house. And Abraham was very upset about that. So Abraham has no choice. He has to listen to his wife. And he throws Yishmael out of the house. And Hagar goes. And they're thirsty. They're in the desert. And Yishmael is about to die of thirst. And she throws him under the bushes. And she goes far away. She says to herself, I cannot witness the death of my child. And all of a sudden, what does the Pasuk say? But as soon as we was Ma'oyer has Rachamim, God opened their eyes, It doesn't say Hashem created the water, it doesn't say Hashem opened up the well, or Hashem dug the well, the well was there, the water was there, Hashem merely opened up her eyes to see what was in front of her nose. So we see that when God brings a problem, the solution is there. It may be staring you in the face, you just have to be zoicha to uncover your eyes and see it. Says the Holy Stipler, in every challenge, mevucha, Reb Shmuel, mazah mevucha, b'ivrit. Confusion. I think mevucha is trapped. Navo. He's trapped. He's he's hopeless, right? Ubilbulim. Somebody has um, anxiety, depression, and in any situation in life, the solution is very simple. But so long as we're not zoicha to see it, it seems hopeless. It seems very difficult. 
We don't see what is in front of our eyes. However, we have to have bitachon, that the refu, the refu has been created, the remedy is created. We just have to be zaychah to see it, to access it, to appreciate it and behold it. And then, l'soyf, the Yeshua will come. In fact, it's the same thing in learning. You know, sometimes you're, you're geya and learning and learning, you're trying to understand, trying to understand, and all of a sudden, oh, I have. So what exactly was taking so long? What were you breaking your head over for the last three hours? The answer is, so long as God doesn't open up your eyes, you're, you don't see what's in front of your eyes. That's why we're mispalel. Gal I uncover my eyes, v'abita In fact, we say in Perkei Avos, those who learn Torah Lashma, Hashem is Megale, the secrets of Torah. What does it mean Hashem is Megale? The secrets are there. They're blatant. They're obvious. You just have to be, uh, you have to uncover it. You have to reveal it. Now, Okay. So the lechara, the, the same thing would be, the same thing would be for the pandemic. God does not strike the Jewish people unless He creates the refuah before. Now, how do you deal with a global pandemic that affects both Yisraelim and Enum Yisraelim? And so what? For the Yisraelim, the refuah was created for the any idea. But that's the point. The now, for vaccination was the what? The technology for vaccines was is, is a, it's there for years. So I'm saying even they just needed to make a vaccine for, but the actual vaccine technology mm-hmm. was the course. So the the, the the elementary building blocks of right. it. Right. Okay. And how would it be for Yisrael, but not for Namely, the descent to Egypt. We know Mitzrayim was a rough and tough place. We were there for 210 years. We sunk to the 49th level of Tumah. Nobody ever escaped Egypt. Nobody ever got out. No, nobody ever broke out of the... The land was Sagor Mesugares. It was sealed with Kishuf. So if God is sending us there, He must have created the way out before we got there. Now... How did we get out of Egypt? Because we were trapped by the sea. So the Pasuk says, Hayam Ra'a Hayamas. The sea, the sea saw and fled. What did the sea see? The sea saw. Aroinah Shal Yosef, the Yaakov says in number four. Why, when the sea saw Aroinah Shal Yosef, did the sea split? Because what happened when she grabbed Yosef's Begadim? Yosef, Bayonas! He fled! So God, the Jewish people show the Arayin of Yosef to the sea. The sea saw that Yosef fled, so the sea fled, flees. Yeah. So there's no wonder then. Before God sends the Jewish people down to Egypt, He has to create the Rafu. So what does He do? He sends Yosef down to Mitzrayim. Because Yosef is the key to get out. So before even the Jewish people go down to Mitzrayim, God prepares the refuah, namely Yosef. Yosef, look. I can't even send you down until we figure out how we're going to get you out. How are we going to get them out? Through Yosef. So Hashem says, Yosef, you would think you should go down after them because you're going to get them out. No, you have to go down before them because the Rafu has to come before the Makkah. But watch this. How does Yosef get them out? He has a challenge. What's the challenge? She grabs onto him and he has to flee. So Yosef's probably thinking, I don't understand. My world is coming crashing down. I'm kidnapped from my family. 
I'm, I'm away from my father, my Rebbe, my beloved father who loves me. And now I go down to Mitzrayim, and the first thing I get there is I'm accused of uh, immorality. And Hashem's looking down from Shema, no, no, Yosef, I'm not trying to harm you. I'm gifting you this opportunity to run away from Eishas Boitifera because this is the way. I can't even bring Chal down yet until you're tempted by her and you run away. So now they have a way to get out, so now I can bring them down. Okay. So we're going to use that analogy as a way to put in perspective everything that's going to happen even before the Jewish people come down to Mitzrayim. So next week's Parsha, Parsha's Miketz. Paro should appoint and make officers on the land and divvy up, prepare the land of Egypt. So I've said over this chida, I would say at least a dozen or two times in the shiurim over the years. I never said it over this way, and I want to add one very important akuta. First of all, the Chida famously says that Vechimesh is a Rashi Tevis. Namely, what's a Rashi Tevis? Yosef HaTzadik knew the destiny of the Jewish people, that eventually we would have to come out of Egypt, and we would have to book early. How many years were we supposed to be in Mitzrayim? 430 years. How many years did we do service of intense labor in Mitzrayim? 86. Which is what percent of 430? One fifth. Yosef knew you'd have to get out after one fifth. Now, how do we get out after one fifth? If somehow we could... Look, the 86 years were very bitter. They were very intense. If God would reckon those 86 years of like intense labor as if we did 430 years within 86 years, we could get out early. Meaning we were supposed to work reasonably over 430. They brutalized us for 86 years and we got out early. Now, says the Chidan, if someone is supposed to do a certain amount of time and they do that time, but they work very, very intensely, would the master reckon the intensity of the labor and say, well, you worked very hard, so we're going to let you out early? No. no, not if the master is a slave master and the worker is a slave. The slave master says, good, work even harder. What does is, what is the slave master care? But if the person who's doing time is the son and the father is the one who is the appointee, the father says, look, I'll have Rachmanus on you. you. You are only supposed to work this amount. So whether you spread it out over a longer period of time or you do it more intensely, that will be the intense labor will be acceptable in lieu of a longer service. So Yosef knew that if we would stay in Mitzrayim any longer, we would, we would disappear as a people, we would fall to the Sharnon. So Yosef knew we got to get out of Egypt early. How are we going to get out of Egypt early? If God could reckon the intensity of the service as if it was uh, spread out over a longer period of time. Why would God reckon the intensity of the service as if uh, it was spread out? Because God's our Father, and we are His Banim. Who said that we're Banim, Tashem? Meir. You're right, Meir said we're Banim. Thank you, Rip Sender. If anybody wants to get the, the new Sefer, it's available on the new website, rabbidg.com. I know people were wondering. It's been uh, 20 minutes. We didn't mention it. It's available on podcast. The safer is not available on podcast, no.
No, that's the first question. We'll get back to it all the end, at the end. Okay, so Yosef wants to establish that we're Bonim and Mitzrayim. So how does he do so? Yosef, you see, uh, it, we used to say, Yosef told Paroi, we need to institute the following three mitzvahs that establish the Jewish people are Bonim. But I don't think the Chida is really saying that. I think Yosef just used words that are Merames, that these are three things the Bnei Yisrael have to keep very carefully to establish when they get here that they're banim. What are they? V'chimesh, Chaydesh, Mila, and Shabbos. These three mitzvahs uh, demonstrate and um, publicize the fact that we are the children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'chimesh es Eretz Mitzrayim. How do they demonstrate that? So first of all, we'll start with Shabbos. Shabbos, God rested on Shabbos. So Shabbos is God's personal possession. It's his property. It's his scepter. Anyone who dares touches the scepter of the king, he's a marid b'malchus, off with his head. So the only person who has a right to take the scepter of the king is the king's son. So Shabbos demonstrates we're banim Tashem. That's why Goisha Shabbos is chayv Mila, the Zayar says, someone who guards the Mila, demonstrates he's a beloved son of Hashem. And Chodesh, look, Bezdin, they say, uh, tomorrow's Rosh Chodesh. But today's Rosh Chodesh. So who does God follow? The reality or what Bezdin says? God follows the Bezdin. What if Bezdin intentionally made a mistake? God follows the Bezdin. What if Bezdin is unlearned? God follows the Bezdin. Why in the world would God follow the Bezdin and not the reality? And the answer is, this mitzvah demonstrates that we are the beloved children of Hashem. The Chimesh Mitzrayim. That these three mitzvahs demonstrate we are banim. Why did Yosef want to demonstrate that we're banim? Because this way God will reckon the intensity of the Shibud and let us out after 86 years instead of 430 years. In fact, the Chidah, in his Haggadah Shal Pesach, he uh, elaborates on this idea. He says something very interesting. You know, God, when he came to redeem us from Egypt, he had a dilemma. You know what the dilemma was? The, the Medrash says the dilemma was, does any Kaihanim here? After the camp come down, there's no Marcus Bechayim, the Medrash is in the Kaihanim. Ah, Gavaldik. So the saying, the dilemma is you have a Kaihanim, and he dropped his Truma on the base of course. Could a Kaihanim go into the base of course to get his Truma? The Medrash says he could go in, because otherwise the Truma is going to be stuck there forever. So God had a similar dilemma. He's a Kaihanim. Could he leave his truma klal Yisrael Mitzrayim? Or is God going to be metameh to the Jewish people and redeem them? So God says, I have no other way to get him out other than to be metameh, so I have no choice. So ask the Marash Yafa, what do you mean? Why can't God send a messenger? Why can't God send an agent? And he says, but uh, Marcus Bechorus, he had to do himself. So for Marcus Bechorus, there was no Eitzah. However, says the Chidah, another reason why God had to come himself to redeem the Jewish people, he says like this. Raise your hand if you go to the mikvah every hour. No, I'm just joking. Raise your hand if you've ever been to a big, what's the biggest mikvah you've ever been to? Vizhnitz, Satmer, Skver, Skver. Somebody's shaking his head, Skver. The Gemara has the following Shaila in Sanhedrin. The Gemara asks, Moshe Rabbeinu died. Who buried Moshe Rabbeinu? God. How 
when God buried Moshe, what mikvah did he go to after? What the the mikvah must have been very very big. God is uh, who could measure the amount of water God needs? So what mikvah did God go to? Fractosis. What mikvah did he go to? How is he allowed to become tummy in the first place? He's a kayan. Makes so Tyson says, says, good, Tyson says, there's a raya that we're born in my and that's how Hashem was able to be metame to my shomim. That's Tyson. So the Chida says as follows. God's going to take us out early. And all the Malachim are going to say, what are you taking that out early for? So God's going to say, well, I'm going to reckon the intensity of the labor as if they did 430 years and 86 years. So the Malachim are going to say, but that's only if they're children. God says, they're my children. So Malachim says, prove to us they're your children. So God says, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to be metame to them and go down into Egypt. And how am I allowed to be metame to them? Other than the fact that I'm their father and they're my children. And now that they're my children, I'm allowed to be metame to them. And now I can take them out early. So I ask you the following question. Who established that we are children to Hashem in Egypt, uh-huh. that Hashem should be able to take us out early. Whose idea was it? Yosef. When did Yosef have this idea? He said, When did Yosef have this idea? After the Jewish people were there already? No. The whole concept of Yosef was to preempt the descent of the Jewish people, and as the Chida says, Yosef created the Rafua before the Makkah. But our shir is not about Yosef. Our shir now is about the Rebbeinu From the vantage point of the Rebbeinu the Rebbeinu prepared for Kali Yisrael, a Yosef who would establish Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos to make sure that we have a Din Bonim so that even before we come down to Egypt, the pieces are already in place that, that God could redeem us before the time. So think how Hashem's orchestrating it. We're not even there yet. To, for Hashem to be worried about how is he going to get us out. But he already paved the way and calculated how he could take us out early by sending Yosef down and establishing Chodesh Milan Shabbos before we went down to create the reform before the Makkah. So let's talk about the story of Yehuda and Tamar. Because when... You'll see. Hang on to your socks. You'll see. When Kaiso go down to Egypt, there's a very fundamental question in Jewish thought. And we've discussed this many times. And that is, we always say, there are four exiles in Jewish history. This was something predicted from the very beginning of creation. Or how many rivers in Gan Eden? Four rivers. And how many kings war against the five kings? Four kings. Everything in Bereshus is all about the four exiles. What are they? Babylon, Persia, Greece, and New York. Yeah, Edom. Golosan. So the question is, and uh, excuse me, what happened to the most important Golos of all? What happened to Egypt? Egypt is not a Golos. Why isn't Mitzrayim on the list? It wasn't harsh enough. It wasn't intense enough. So the Arizal writes that the four Golosim correspond to, and we're going to try to explain this, the four letters of God's name. Yud, K, Vav, K. But there's a part of God's name which is overarching and 
the most sanctified of the whole shame, which is the Kutzei Shalyud, and that is Keneged Mitzrayim. In other words, Mitzrayim, in a way, and this is how the Bnei Yisachar explains in number 12, is the Shoresh of all the Golosim. The root of all Golos is Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim incorporates, and the way the uh, Bnei Yisachar explains it, each Golos attaches us to a different dimension of God's name. Bavel attaches us to the Yod, and Madai to the He, and Yavan to the Vav, and Edom to the He. And Mitzrayim allows us to comprehend the Kutzah Shalyam. Yeah? I'll just uh, share with you an interesting uh, dimension to this, an interesting part of this. We were supposed to be in Egypt how many years? 430. How many did we do? How many years of service did we have? 286. So how many are we missing? 430 minus 86. Any accountants here? Aspiring accountants, expiring accountants. What's 430 minus 86? From the birth, from 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 Brisbane Sarum. We're supposed to be 430 years. We were there 86. We're left with Shmad. When the Gemara says it's a Shas Hashmad, that means we left after 86 years. We owe 344. So whenever there's a Gezeira of the Goyim, it's to make up time from when we had to be in Mitzrayim. That's why a Gezeira of the Goyim is called Shas Shmad. Shmad 344. We, we owe 344 years. Who took us out of 344? Moshe's Gematria, 345. That's how he, he was Moitzias, because Moshe's 345. Hashem told Moshe, you have the one added numerical value that could get us out of Mitzrayim. That's the famous Chidah we always say over. So really there are four Golosim and one overarching Golos, which is Koilel, all the Golosim. And if things would have been right, we would have done all five in Egypt, and then we would have gone straight into Israel, and uh, we would have gone straight to the Holy Land, and we never would have had to come to Cedarhurst, Woodmere, or even Los Angeles. We would have gone straight to the Holy Land. But what could we do? We, we didn't do Babylon, we didn't do Madai, we didn't do Paras, we didn't do any of it in Mitzrayim, and we had to come back and do it. But Mitzrayim is the fatherhead, the motherhead of all the Golosim. In fact, if you look at the beginning of Shemois, Ve'ela Shemois B'nei Yisrael, Ha-Ba'im, Ba'im is, is Rashi Teva, is Bavel, Edoim, Yavan, Madai, and the He is the fifth one, Hakoel, Mitzrayim is everything, or Mitzrayma, the Chida writes in number 10, Mitzrayma is Mem is Mitzrayim, Sadi is Soile, the swamp, that's Drain, the swamp, that's Bavel, Roimi, Yavan, Madai. Okay, very interesting. So Mitzrayim is, so to speak, the fatherhead, the motherhead of all the Golosim. In fact, the Megala um, Amukos also writes the word Rabim is Roimi, Bavel, Yavon, Madai, and Yaakov Avinu was Mesabel on Yosef, Yamim, Rabim, because Mitzrayim incorporated all the Golosim. So I ask you one thing. The Jewish people are about to go down, not just to the land of Egypt and build, build pyramids, but Mitzrayim is the Shoiresh of all of Golos. It's the root of Babylon, it's the root of Madai, it's the root of Persia, it's the root, root of Greece. So that means it's the root of our current Golos. 
So before God's going to send us down to Mitzrayim, He must create the salvation, not just from Egypt, but from all the Golosim. Now what's the salvation from Golos? Malchus Beit David, Mashiach. So the parasha reads, God says, look, Yosef, your brother's going to hate you. They're going to want to kill you. They're going to send you down to Egypt. But one second, before you get down to Egypt, cut, flash the light over there. Yehuda's going to go. He's going to take a woman named Shua. He's going to have two kids. They're going to marry Tamar. Then Tamar's going to live with Yehuda. Yehuda's going to bring Zarach and Parat. Malchus David is in place. All right, now it's time for the Jewish people to go down to Egypt. But once... As they're going down to Egypt, before they get there and set into motion the whole historical process of Golos, the Yivon Shem has to create the process of Malchus Vezal Mashiach, which is exactly what it does. And this, I believe, is the simple reading of Parshas Vayishev. Before we go into Golos, God has to create the remedy. The remedy being Oiroi Shel Mashiach. And then I realized this year is so partial, the matter says it explicitly. The Medrash in Barashas Rabbah, Pehei Af, number 15 and number 16, Vayihiba Eisahi, it was at that time. Meaning when Vayered Yehuda, Yehuda went down. The Medrash paints the, the picture. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachman Pasach, Ki Anoichi Yodati Asanach Shavas, God says, I know all the machinations and thoughts. What were the Shvatim doing? They were busy selling Joseph. What was Joseph doing? He was fasting in sackcloth. He was misabel that he was being separated from his father. Reuven was fasting and he was mourning that they were going to blame him for the sale. Yaakov was fasting and mourning. Everybody's world is coming crashing down. God is about to bring the history of mankind goes on Kal Yisrael. Yehuda is busy getting married. And what's God doing? This is a famous medrash, but we're just trying to just illustrate and portray, just look what's going on. Yes, God is beginning the historic process of the Dalit Golosim, and before he does so, God says, first of all, at Mitzrayim, before you even go down to Mitzrayim, I'm going to send Yosef. Yosef is the key to get out, and I'm going to give him the zechos to get out. As soon as he gets there, he's going to run away from Yishafatifar, so the Yam can run away from and he's going to be v'chimesh at Mitzrayim. But moreover, I'm giving you the ability to get out of all the Golosim through the creation of Malchus based David, Zarach, and Parat. And this, I believe, is a very blatant demonstration of Eina Kadosh Baruch Hu Maka Es Yisrael Ad Sheboire Lohem God brings no problems until He brings the remedy first. In fact, the Barashas Rabbah continues so if you wanted to know, did I answer the question of why the Torah digresses no. to speak about Yehuda, Mil Mechir, Yosef? The answer is, yes. yes thank you. Egypt? So we, need, we needed to create Moshe Rabbeinu, you're saying? Yeah, he was the cure. Okay, but we needed Yosef. Okay. So, look, um, there's an interesting Archaim HaKadosh in Parshas Vayichi. Archaim HaKadosh says, who is going to be the Mashiach? And the Archaim HaKadosh says, Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And I, says Archaim, we know he has to come from Malchus Beis David. He says it's not a question. Moshe comes from Malchus Beis David. Moshe, Moshe comes from Levi. How does he come from Malchus? He says Moshe is koilel all of Klal Yisrael. So somehow there is a connection between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Malchus Beis David. But look in the Bereshis Rabbah number 18. Bereshis Rabbah says, at that time, Vayered Yehuda, Yehuda descended, Biterem Tachiel Yalada. This is a fruition of before you even have birth pangs, you give birth. Before Paroi was even born, who is the Meshabed Arishain, God says, I already created the Goyal Ha'achrain. But the way we're saying it, is before any of the process of Golos even began, which is the source of all the Dalagolosim, Hashem already brought the final solution. Um, and interestingly, the Medrash Tanchuma says that anything that ever occurred to Yosef HaTzadik occurred to Tzion. How's that? Yosef Ira Yosef, it says, Yisrael loved Yosef. By Tzion, it says, Oyev Hashem, Sharei Tzion. By Yosef, it says, Vayisnu Oisai. By Tzion, it says, Nasnu Alai Yivukala, Kein Tzinaisiya. By Yosef, it says, We're bundling bundles. By Tzion, it says, Bayavai Barina, Noisei, Alamaisa. By Yosef, it said, Hamalach Timlech Aleinu, by Tzion it says, Oymer l'tzion, malach eloikayach. Yosef had a dream. Tzion. B'shuv ha'shem ha'shiva tzion ha'yinu. K'chomim. Everything that happened to Yosef happened to Tzion. So in a way, Yosef's descent is the golos of Tzion. And the ultimate ascent of Yosef is the uh, salvation of the Jewish people. In fact, the Yosef says, what is the connection between Yosef and Sion? And he says they have the exact same gematria. Yosef is gematria 156, which is what? What's Yosef gematria? Yudvav is 16 plus 60. That's 76 plus 156, yeah? 156. That is uh, the gematria of Yosef, six times Yudkevavke. So is Tzion. Tzion is six times Yudkevavke. So apparently, um, if you remember last week we learned the names of all the Shvatim reflect the redemption from Egypt. The name of Yosef reflects the future redemption. Yosef Hashem Shenes. Yosef represents the Geula. His descent is the subjugation of the Jewish people. And everything, even though he descended and he was subjugated, God gave him the ingredients to ultimately be um, the redeemer of the Jewish people and to be able to be Koira the Yam and be able to give Kaisodas Chusim to get out. But the Limud is that before Rivan Shalom brings any kind of challenge to the Jewish people, he always creates the vaccine, the remedy before the Makkah. So, may we once have opened our eyes and we should be Zoycha always to see Yeshua is Benachamais, Lanu Ulchayisrael, Amen. If anybody wants to um, get a hold of any of the new Svarim, we mentioned rabbidg.com. If anybody wants to help uh, 
contribute toward the upcoming Sefer, there's a Sashem on Sefer, oh that was quick, on Sefer Voracious, um, please let us know, Shkoyev, Sisko on the side. Beautiful, thank you very much. Yeah, okay. Um, you want it for a Shabbos? Marav, could anybody not daven yet? We have six misfalim. We have raise your hand if you could daven Marav. If you didn't daven Marav, one more, one more person. One more. Are you sure you're Davenar? We need one person to one more person to Daven. Everyone else prays, huh? Okay. Gedalia, how you doing? I'm doing good, thanks for coming. I do need one more. Who's that? Uh, Alright, so I'll, I'll come by. You're coming by? Okay, someone's coming by. <laughs> okay, so one second, one more time. Who, we have five? We have five. Okay, someone's coming. Could four more people stay? or? I could stay. I could somebody's stay. Somebody's coming, Brian. What? Brian, somebody's coming to. Eric, could you stay? Or you gotta go. Uh, you think so? Uh, yeah. Have a good anniversary. Did you ever hear that word? They are. I agree. Not you. I agree. Not the numbers. Only to have it. It's not much bigger. It's not. Okay. Okay. Did you ever hear that word? That you have to be the Malach. If you overcome, then you get a gift. I don't know if he's the Malach. If you overcome the Malach, then you get a gift. So we know he said you could stay as an example last week because he was able three. to withstand the need of the Sarabesov. So what was his gift? Yeah, that, that, that he named him Yisrael. Yeah, he told him that the name Yisrael is the only way you can defeat Esau. We have, excuse me, but that is much better. Much they gave him that time. No, the Malachim argued that he doesn't deserve. So much of him was able to give him something that he gets to give. What was his gift? And the Katairis can destroy Megato after the Megato. After the story of Kaira. The Katairis is what? Yeah, let's try and help us understand uh, the more. Let's try and help us understand the 
We have five. Oh. How you doing, Ira? Good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Two questions. First question. There's something that was bothering me about the parsha. Sure. Yeah. So he goes and he sees like he sees a woman that's a little cute. Yeah. 